Tehilim Perek Yud Gimel. Perek Yud Gimel is a tefillah of an individual who seems to be in a state of ultimate despair. It opens with this sense of unending despair where the speaker feels completely removed from Hashem and fears for his life. However, after he turns to Hashem, he seems to be transformed and the Mizmor ultimately closes on a very high note with a pinnacle of hope. While this mizmor begins as a bakasha, or supplication, it closes as a praise. The, this fluidity between the forms reflects the fluidity of man's emotions and the oscillations of our attitudes. As we have said, mizmoreti are vehicles through which man calls out to God. The dynamics of man's emotions are reflected and the dynamic tone of this mizmor. The question that we'll leave to answer at the end of this mizmor, though, is how does this transformation occur? Although our mizmor is short and only seven pisukim, its structure, language, and use of repetition fill it with emotion. So in terms of the breakdown of the mizmor, the first three pisukim are cries of despair, in which the phrase Ad-Ana is, re- is repeated four times. The despair of the speaker becomes palpable as he continually asks Hashem, How long, Ad-Ana? How long will the distance and suffering continue? In the next two Pesukim, Dalid and He, the speaker turns to Hashem with a request and begs him to pay close attention to him. The requests of, of Hashem are made with the three phases Habita, Aneni, and Ha'ira, which we will see later parallel the four cries of Ad'ana. In the final pasuk, the speaker is transformed and expresses his ultimate trust in and praise of Hashem. This, this mizmor is written in a singular voice and can be seen as a tefillah of an individual. Um, it's easy to see how this could be said as a general prayer for anybody who is in a time of distress. Rashi and Radak see the singular voice as the voice of Bnei Israel calling out from Galut, and both of them point, or point out or suggest that the four repetitions of Ad'ana parallel the four Galuyot. Pasuk Aleph. Lamnatzeach mizmor le David. To the lead player, a David Sam. Pasuk Bet. Ad'ana Adonai tishkacheni netach. Ad'ana tastir et panecha mimeni. How long, Hashem, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Here we see the Mishorer feeling distance, and there is a parallelism in this pasuk. This parallel seems to intensify the feeling of distance. At first, Hashem is described forgetting, something that Kibyechol can be considered passive. Oh, we, we forgot. While in the second half, it seems as though Hashem is actively hiding himself, so to speak. The outcome of both is that the Mishorer feels alone and forgotten. While at first glance we seem to have a contradiction because we have Ad'ana for how long, and then we have the quantification of Netzach, which would be forever. But in reality, these are two sides of the same coin. From the speaker's tormented perspective, it seems as though Hashem has forgotten him forever. Pasuk Gimel. 
עד אנה אשית עצות בנפשי, ירון בלבבי יומם, עד אנה ירום אויבי עלי. So starting with the first half of the pasuk, Adana Ashite Sot Benafshi, how long will you put your thoughts or ideas in my heart? Distress in my heart all day. So we see that based on the parallelism, the word Itzot and Yagon parallel, letting us know that in this case the Itza is some kind of stressful thought. So the Mishorer seems to be asking, for how long will I have these stressful thoughts of how to escape my enemies, how to survive? And he needs to have these thoughts because it seems as though Hashem has abandoned him. So he has these stressful thoughts. And then he says, for how long will my enemies prevail over me? After that, after the cries of despair, he now turns to Hashem in Pasuk Dalet. Habita aneni Adonai Elohai ha'ira inai pen ishan hamavet. Look at, look, answer me, Hashem, my God. First, Hashem must pay attention, and then he can answer. So Habita is in response to the Ad Anatishkacheni, and Hashem here is called Hashem Elokai to highlight that he is my personal God. The Mishorer is saying, You are my God, Hashem, you should answer me. And then he continues, Light up my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. The light here is the antidote to the sleep of death. The Mishorer feels that he is being overcome and will die. Hence, this request of Ha'ira will literally wake him up and save him. On another level, or another way to look at it, look at it is that we could see the word Ha'ira of light as to enlighten me. And this would be a good response to the previous, uh, requ- the previous complaint of Adana Ashit Etzot Benafshi. So please, Hashem, enlighten me so that I will know what to do and how to act when I'm in my distress. Continuing along in Pasuke, Pen Yomar Oyevi Echoltiv Saraya Gilu Kiemot. So please turn to me and enlighten me, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my enemies rejoice when I have fallen. This is a continuation of the original request to be answered by Hashem. In the previous pasuk, the Mishorer asked for his life to be saved, whereas here, he's asking to be saved so that his enemies will not rejoice in his downfall, something that can be viewed as even more painful than death alone. And this last request of Saraya Gilu or Penyomar Oyeviyechaltiv is in response to the last Adana of so after we had the sense of despair in Pisukim Aleph to Gimal, and then the request for Hashem to look at the Mishorer in Pasuk Vav, we seem to have a turnaround in the speaker. Pasuk Vav, Va'ani bechastecha v'atachti, yageli bi bishuatecha, ashira ladonai ki gamal alai. So, first half, but in but I, va'ani, but I, in your kindness or trustworthy, have trusted. My heart rejoices because of your salvation, Hashem. In opening the pasuk with the phrase va'ani, a phrase that we've seen in earlier Mizmorim, we right away have the connotation of a contrast. 
There is a turning point with his vav of va'ani in the mood of the mizmor. The speaker, no longer fearing that Hashem will forget him, is sustained by a sense of trust in Hashem. And instead of the enemies rejoicing, the Mishorer says, I will rejoice, for Hashem will save me. We see the contrast clearly in the phrases of Sarayagilu, which is replaced by Yagelibi. And after this trust and rejoicing, the Mishorer continues to say, I will sing to God, for he has repaid or requited me. And this phrase of Ashira Ladunai reminds us of Az Yashir, bringing a sense of just an outpouring of praise for Hashem on the part of the speaker. So the question we have to end with is how did this transformation come about? A transformation from a low point where the speaker feels he's, he's about to die to one where he is singing to Hashem with the highest form of praise and rejoicing. And one of the suggestions offered by Amos Chacham is that it is the process of prayer itself that allowed this transformation to occur. So whether it's the process of prayer or the power of prayer, there's a sense that after the Mishorer calls out to Hashem and in calling out connects with God and recognizes that there is a connection between man and God, his faith in Hashem is strengthened. So perhaps it is the tefillah itself which was the vehicle of transformation from distress to trust.